favorite people. And by my favorite people, I mean my nine friends who listen to this podcast. It's been a minute since I've recorded. A lot has been going on in my life, so it's probably time for an update. I think that it's really important, though, to start with addressing the political situation going on in our country right now. Obviously, there's been a lot of police violence, police brutality. This isn't really anything new, Um, thanks to the University of Michigan's race and ethnicity requirement. I am fully aware of like the situation and the historical context that we're living in related to black bodies, brown bodies, police brutality, inequality, institutionalized racism, systemic discrimination, etc. So I wanted to just start by acknowledging it. Obviously, any educated person who has had the benefit of not only hearing a whitewashed history or a conservative viewpoint or being stuck in a bubble, you know, I don't think that very many people who are educated and who have empathy and who take the time to acknowledge people's differences and appreciate differences and also appreciate people's histories, generational trauma, etc., have an issue with this situation. Obviously, I think that if COVID and that becoming a social issue has shown anything about how rapidly we can solve problems when we all decide that we want to solve the problem and that we can't function in society without solving the problem, then, you know, I think there's been plenty of time to solve these problems and there's a reason that they haven't been solved and people need to probably get their heads out of their asses and change, you know, the education, the education system and just change the conversations that we're having and make them more open, woke, etc. So that being said, I have not recorded in almost a month, I think. Um, in the past month, three weeks, whatever it's been, I have been spending a lot of time with my boyfriend. That was interesting, him coming home and whatnot. Um, I started a research fellowship last week and my grandpa also passed away from ALS. So I've been spending a lot of time at my grandparents or my grandma's house trying to you know, get her out of there, help her start her next phase of her life, plan the funeral, write a eulogy, etc. So that's what I've been up to. It's been hard, but I am surprisingly keeping it together, which only makes me nervous for when I'm finally going to break down. And I would like to just get the breaking down out of the way, but there hasn't been opportunities for me to break down, I guess. And It feels like a never-ending cycle of anticipatory grief because ALS, you know, it's like you know that they're going to die. You know that it's going to be slow. It's going to be progressive. It's going to be, you know, 
eventual, like you're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And then they finally die. And then now it's, you know, now we're waiting for his ashes so that we can have the funeral. So it's just more and more waiting to kind of like start this grief process that I'm actually familiar with that it has to do with like actually losing someone, not so much watching someone deteriorate and go from like a super active person to someone who's immobile and can't communicate. So yeah, kind of dark, kind of sad, but that's my life. So with all of that being said, I guess that's where I will tell you that's like where the intro song comes from. My grandpa, the songs that are featured on the podcast today are by the Grateful Dead, my grandpa's favorite band. And they remind me of him and mean a lot to me. So yes, but let's get to the positive things that are going on in my life that actually inspired me to record today and made me feel like I needed to just share and hope that you guys have this same experience. So my whole college career, I've always thought about creating this tribe, right? Like this tribe of friends, my girl gang, you know, this group of girls that is just so close. Like they're going to be my people forever. They'll hold my babies. They will throw my bridal shower. They will you know, have kids when I have kids, our kids will be friends. Like those people, the people you have wine night with, the people that you bitch to about your husbands, like those people. And it dawned upon me recently that in college, before I was even in Greek life, I found one of those people. I was standing in line for a fraternity paint party to get my t-shirt for admission. And a girl in front of me was with another girl and a boy. And they were talking about, I don't really remember, but like they asked if, I think they asked me if I was a freshman and I said, yeah. And then we started talking and we ended up going to this paint party together. And then I started hanging out with these girls at their dorm because I was in like an upperclassman dorm because I lived in a single my freshman year. And they lived like in doubles. And so I would go up to their hall and I would study with them and we all became really close. And this is before I even joined Greek life because we weren't allowed to rush for Greek life, I think, until like October. So finally, like we're hanging out and like I get really close with my friend, Caitlin, um, and we like tailgate together. She curls my hair for recruitment parties. She, I think she curled my hair for bid day. And like we've been closed ever since. Um, we share many things in common, fish, the grateful dead, one tree hill. But I was just thinking about like when I met her and how like random it was by chance. And like, I never met anyone else in college that way. Like I never met someone in line for something that I stayed that close with ever again. I'm about to be a senior, but this past semester I was in my minor in writing course and I sit down and this is like my first class after my breakup. It's my first class, Tuesday morning, 9 a.m., sit down and everybody comes in and, you know, our professor gives a, has a conversation with us about how like we aren't going to use technology and we're going to like start, like when you come in in the morning, like have conversations with your peers. Don't just sit here awkwardly. Like don't just sit on your phone, like have these conversations. And so we all like start doing that and whatever. And I meet this girl. And 
she's like so cool. And I'm like, oh my God, like this girl is so fucking dope. Like I just got out of a really bad breakup. I feel like I don't really have like my friends anymore because I also went through like kind of like a friend group breakup a couple months before my breakup or a month before my breakup. And then I kind of just felt like alone. Like I obviously had like my friends that I now am close with, my TikTok gang, excuse me, sorry, I'm like hiccuping. My TikTok gang, I had them, but we weren't as close yet. Like those are girls that I got close with that semester also. But anyway, I met this girl in my minor in writing and I was like, dude, this girl's so dope. Like I want to be her best friend. So I decided that if we were going to have to like, you know, come into class every morning and talk to each other, then we should follow each other on social media. So I think around spring break time, I like followed all these people that I liked in my minor in writing course on social media. And I DM'd this girl and I was like, Hey, like you seem really dope. I feel like we're really similar. Like we should talk like, here's my number. Or like I asked her for her number, you know, like whatever. And so we ended up talking and becoming really close, especially when we like quarantined and everything with school being canceled. We talked a lot, like just getting through the course, getting through the project and helping each other with that. And both of our projects were pretty vulnerable. Mine was obviously about my breakup and hers was about her eating disorder and her tattoo journey. And so with all of that, I didn't even, everyone in my minor in writing knew what was going on in my life because my project was about my breakup and I was processing my breakup that entire semester and I wasn't even done processing it until probably three weeks ago, the last time I recorded this podcast. And my friend was, you know, doing her project and it it wasn't, it didn't seem that it was that present for her. It seemed like something she had overcome. You know, she's looking back on the past. It was a very like black and white feel, not technicolor and whatever. We hadn't really talked the past couple of weeks. And I've obviously been like, we all keep up with each other on social media, I guess. And she texted me and said like, Hey, you know, what's your living situation next year? And I was telling her, you know, I'm living in a house, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, like, you know, I just dropped out of my sorority. Some really bad, tough shit went down. Um, apparently I'm not going, I'm not going to name the sorority. I'm not going to name her, but what happened was she went to Cabo for spring break with her friends. She, had one of her friends who she was supposed to live with next year make out with her boyfriend in front of her when he was blackout drunk and it caused a breakup on the trip. Um, her entire sorority left her at a club in Cabo when she was not in a good state. And while she did not tell me that something bad happened to her, it was implied. So, she was left in a really unsafe situation by her sorority. And what happened after, I don't know. She didn't share that with me. I'm not going to share that here, even if she did. But I leave that open to interpretation. And so she's talking to me about how, like, you know, she feels like her whole semester or her whole year is ruined. She's going to be stuck living with these girls. They're awful. They like attacked her mental health. They've like fucked with her boyfriend. Like, and they don't make her feel safe and comfortable. And so I told her, like, well, you can live with me. And so now I think that she's going to be living with me next year. And it's just, 
it like made me feel so full and happy and joyful to like stay connected with her. Cause she was somebody when I met her that it was like our souls like connected. And I was like, I need her to be my best friend. And I don't know if anyone else has ever had that feeling before. Like, Oh my God, I need this person to be my best friend. But like, it's very rare that you find those people. And I love her so much already. And she is like such an amazing person. And I'm so grateful for like her coming into my life. And there are a lot of people in my life who I'm obviously grateful for, but there are people that like, they just see my heart and they really genuinely like love me and will love me like without strings attached. And that's not to say that my friends that I've made through my sorority, like that there's strings attached. It's just like, there's this other force like kind of hanging over you when you're in your friends because of Greek life. Whereas when you make these friends that, you know, you meet in line somewhere, you meet in class, it's this genuine connection where you're like really choosing to create who you surround yourself with. And I think that other than that in college, like if you remove my Greek life friends, you remove Caitlin, you remove my friend from my minor in writing and you're left with my friend Reagan, who talked about her on here a lot. It's my fucking boo. And it's like just so amazing to find people like that. It's the people that kind of remind you of the people that your mom's best friends with. Like my mom has two best friends and both are from high school. They have, you know, been friends forever. They don't have to talk all the time to stay close. But like when my grandpa died, like those are the people that she's inviting. Like we can only invite certain people because of Corona and those are the people she invited. And when I think about those people and like the vibe they give me and what they've been through and just like their story and who they are as people and how they go about and present themselves in the world, those are the friends I look for. And so it's like I'm creating this tribe or like this ecosystem. And I remember when me and my ex got in our first fight and I thought he was trying to break up with me. I freaked out and I, and then after like we had reconciled the argument, I was like, oh my God, like I thought you were going to break up with me. Like that would have totally sucked. Like I just finally created my little ecosystem here because I had become friends with all of his guy friends. Like if anything, like I felt like I was closer with them on like an emotional level than like he was. And they were like kind of more my friends than his. Cause honestly, other than maybe like two of them, he didn't even really like them and he would always talk shit about them. And so that was like really hard having that taken away from me when we broke up. And I think that I realized that like I already had that and that it wasn't in like the friend group that I had been in freshman and sophomore year. And that as much as I love certain girls in that group, honestly, like I don't have any beef with that group. It's just that like I didn't fit in that group. I never felt like I fit. It just wasn't the type of like love and care that I needed. And like, I just like, there weren't enough shared experiences that were like openly talked about. I know that the people that I'm close with, it's because like we have shared experiences. So yeah. 
And it's like, I was telling Matt today, my boyfriend, I was like, when you're a girl, you just think about like who you want to be in your bridal party. And like, who are those people going to be and why? And who's like going to be up there with you on that day? And I don't even fucking know, honestly, because I think that this year is going to change so much for me. And after college, who I stay close with is going to be really telling of, you know, my life. But I don't know. Yeah. So that's on building your tribe and soul sisters. Another thing I would like to talk about, which I kind of covered on what now with Natasha, with my, um, I can fix him episode. I want to talk about man children and like why, why they are the way that they are. And like, how I'm just like appalled. And I think it's because I've always been raised to be super independent and like I come from a teen pregnancy. So my mom was independent from a young age, went and got her GED, went to college, you know, worked her way up in marketing, like made a lot of money to support me and then like remarried, had kids, whatever. And so I just feel that when my boyfriend, which if he's listening to this, honey, no shade. But when my boyfriend is about to start a PhD program and they have like a cost of attendance sheet, right? So we're getting into financial aid talk. So if you don't fuck with financial aid because you are blessed enough to not be poor as fuck or you know, someone pays for you. That's awesome. But as someone who relies solely on financial aid and like the cost of attendance stipend and like what they say the budget is for housing and what that like stipend is, it's frustrating when your boyfriend can just be like, yeah, I know that stipend's not going to cover my rent. I'm not going to be able to afford it. So my parents are just going to pay for my rent. And then like, I'm just going to pay for like my food with that stipend and like stipend is way more than you need to buy groceries, but it's just like, okay, it's just the privilege I think. And it's not his fault, obviously that he has this privilege and this financial privilege, but it's like when you come from a place where I have to worry about getting above a 3.5 GPA so that the loans that I have to take out to cover my living expenses is enough to like support me. And so those get paid off by my scholarship foundation. When I graduate, I have to get above a 3.0 or 3.5, something like that. But like, I have anxiety about that. I worry about that. Like he doesn't have to worry. He's just like, Oh yeah, my parents are going to pay for my rent. So like, whatever. And like, I have to worry about budgeting for my rent out of my reimbursement check. And it's just like frustrating because I guess it's like jealousy, but it's not even jealousy. It's just like, don't, it's that we were talking about rent prices and I was like, those are like really expensive places to live. And I obviously live in one of the most expensive places like ever in Ann Arbor. I paid $1,600 a month that I'm going and I'm paying 800 this year to live in my house. And so like, I get it. Like apartments are expensive, especially one bedrooms in a city like that. But you can like, you're a boy and you don't need it to be like that nice and bougie. And so 
I don't know. It just felt like a lot. And it just made me feel like he got like defensive and he talked like to me, like I didn't know about rent prices or as if like, of course it's going to be expensive. Like, like, and it's like, why are you getting mad at me for pointing out that like that's expensive and like, maybe you should like look somewhere cheaper. Like, I don't know. I didn't even have the conversation. I just like left. Like I got up and walked out of the room because it's like, I can't even engage with that. And sometimes that's just the way that it kind of is in my life in general. Um, I just choose not to engage because I would rather just like walk away than get into an argument and not because the argument like isn't worth it or like my feelings aren't hurt or I'm not like offended or like I it's just like I don't want to argue because I just get worked up and I don't want to get worked up I want to like stay calm and mellow and like not get riled up and so yeah getting riled up fucking sucks and that's like something I'm glad that I've been able to work on in the past couple of months, not getting riled up and popping off. I mean, like the funniness of it is still good, but I don't know. I think that I'm like the queen of vulnerability, but then it's like, am I oversharing? Where's the line? Where's the boundary? And you know, how do you navigate it? I guess. And yeah. What else has been going on in my life, fam? Oh, Let's talk about, like, your boyfriend's exes. Like, how are you supposed to feel about that? Because I may have done some super sleuth work to figure out, like, some of the girls that my boyfriend has, like, not dated because me and his girlfriend from high school are the only people to, like, meet his family and be his girlfriend. But the girls that, like, he hooked up with, like, longer term, I think there's only one I may have figured out who she is. I don't know for sure that it's her, and I'm never going to ask because I don't want to know. But it's, like, when there's only one other girlfriend and you kind of look like her, you can be, like, well, maybe he has a type. But then, like, he could be, like, my ex and then get with, like, a blonde hair, blue eye girl, and you could be, like, oh, okay, never mind. Like, tan brunettes with beautiful marble hazel eyes are not his type like he goes for bird nose blonde hair blue eye pale skin girls so yeah could be like that or there could be like very strong tan brunette consistencies and their ex from high school, like, you're just kind of, like, you're not threatened by her because it's just, like, eh. But then, like, there's this other girl, and she's just, like, a little bit more threatening, but still, like, there's things about her that you can be, like, eh. And so, and it's, like, you're the one dating him, right? Like, they're his exes for a reason, or, like, he didn't date them for a reason, so why do you even care? But you're still kind of, like, ugh. Like, it's uncomfy. And my exes are lucky And my boyfriend is lucky because there's no consistency whatsoever. And the only consistency is that, like, other than my last ex, like, my high school ex, there's consistency with, like, guys I had crushes on or, like, movie actors I liked. And, like, same with my current boyfriend. Like, there's consistency. But, yeah, my last ex, not so much consistency. I mean, honestly, 
I didn't care about like looks at the time. I cared about like his person and it was like just so much more genuine because you can't build a relationship on like superficial shit. But yeah, I don't know what's up with bros. Like I love my boyfriend. He's great. He's been super supportive with my grief. He's been super present. He does a great job with like helping out with my brothers. He has been helping out around the house with my family. Um, doing like manual labor, volunteering himself to do manual labor. Like he's great. Don't get me wrong. He's a great guy. He just has like a lot of growing up to do dating a 23 year old boy who is still like very confused about where, what direction he's going. Like most boys in their early twenties. Um, it's hard. It's very difficult. And it's hard when you are so sure of what you're doing and so straight spark on the point. And it's hard to feel like there's guys out there like that. Like, I don't know if there are that are like, I want to get married. I want this job. I'm on this path. This is what I'm doing because the guys that are like on their path and they're like, I'm on my path. I got it figured out. They're not thinking about relationships and girls. And that just leads me to believe that like, oh, I should just not think about relationships and boys, but I'm the modern woman. And I don't think the modern woman is a career woman anymore. It's like with the woman who can do it all. So I'm supposed to be a career woman and have a family and like be super mom and super wife and have a super life. So yeah, that's all I have for you, I guess. I like to keep these short, like under 30 minutes because... I've learned from listening to Call Her Daddy that after 30 minutes, I like check out and I need to do something else. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to like, subscribe, whatever you do. We're on Apple. We are on Spotify. And obviously we're on Anchor where I record from. I hope that you guys stay safe, stay well. Remember that we live in a very, very, very complex society and that there's so much more truth to be known than just your own. So with that, just keep vibing, stay positive. I love you all. And maybe I'll see you next week. I've seen my light come shine from the west down to Shall be